This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Hello and welcome to our last ever look at a Ben Steed story on this show. Is that not right, Ian? It is, Eric. It is, yes. It's it's a monumental waypoint in this uh, process. Yes, uh, because of course the majority of this story we featured in, well, we discussed at length, didn't we, in our gross episode. Yeah, gross by name and gross yeah. by nature. Yes. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually watch the rest of this episode. I only watched the Moloch bits because mm, I just couldn't exactly face it. Yeah, no, I couldn't face it. I couldn't face it at all. So yeah, and that's what, uh, as I say, that's what we're going to focus on today. So if anyone is listening to this and hasn't listened to our gross episode, in more senses of the word, um, go go back and check that out, and uh, and then you've got the full picture. Yes. Yeah, you could you could probably sew together a, a, a nice commentary on the entire episode. Yeah, it's basically um, the original one was us just saying Ben Steed is a horrible man. Isn't yes, it? yes, yes, and and we both needed showers after yes, somewhat, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're just going to focus on the Moloch um, appearances. But I thought beforehand, right? Um, something you and I we've said before since we've been doing this podcast is we don't just watch these episodes now as a bit of entertainment. We we think about it more than what we would normally do, don't we? Yeah, you tend to notice things. Mm. You notice plot holes more and, well, you notice it all more because you're paying attention and not just letting it sort of wash over you. Yeah, and, and that's that's what's happened this time. Just like you, I, I only watch the bits where Moloch yeah. either makes his presence known by voice or, you know, uh, we learn something of him or finally when we see him. But there is something that Gross said um, to Servalan, right, in this right. story that has passed me by before. Um, and I've noticed this time in that he says, uh, you wouldn't have come halfway across, you know, the galaxy to, you know, come and get this part of her fleet. Yes? Yes, yeah. So she's desperate. She can't afford to lose half the fleet. Yeah, and that's what I hadn't picked up on before because this is story 11 in a 13-part season three. Yep. So we're we're only two episodes away from Terminal, and yet her Starfleet is still depleted enough that she would go to all this risk to get, um, you know, ships back. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't really fit with Star uh, with um, Terminal. It's a nice idea that her fleet is so uh, sort of ragtag now that she'll do anything to get people to get troops which which probably means she was mistaken to keep killing all those people mm. before but i get a feeling this should have been an earlier episode or because we know that they write them and film them all out of order didn't they? i and think i'm thinking yeah. that's more than likely what yeah. it is because yeah i mean you know at the beginning of season three the her her, her fleet of starships is depleted because of the yes. alien war and this and this feels like it should be much closer. It should have been to much the, much the earlier. Galactic war, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know the, the the later ones. I mean, she's really obsessed with just getting the Liberator, not yeah. other uh, other starships and that. So, yeah, no, it, that 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 just sprang to mind this time. All right, okay. So Moloch, then we're we're, we're, we're only <laughs> going to Moloch. Yeah. Moloch rhymes with bolocks. <laughs> now, steady on. Yeah. I, 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 this don't might actually, it, yeah. Th- yeah, don't prejudge it. This might actually split our opinions. I've got a feeling well, about, yeah, and, yeah. and and maybe that split the opinion of the listener as well. Um, but before we actually get into this story and start talking about him, are you aware that there is a biblical Moloch? No, there probably isn't there. He probably, yes. he probably did something stupid. And, I've got yeah. Wikipedia open oh, at the on. moment, yeah. right? And Moloch, it's the bi- biblical name of a Canaanite god associated with child sacrifice. Oh. Hmm. And, um, and the rabbinical tradition depicts Moloch as a bronze statue heated with fire into which the victims were thrown. 
And there's an 18th century depiction, like a woodcutting, of this huge boar-headed man yeah. with slots in his chest, which I guess is where you throw the children in. And round about his crutch area, that's where the fire is. So, yeah, he's got a crutch of burning coals. There's and- some dodgy symbolism there, isn't there? <laughs> And you've God, bloody Bible, eh? He's basically got two, four, six, seven nipples. Oh, nice. And, Why and has he got an odd number? I don't know. I don't know. But that, that well, the, the nipples are the slots in which you you oh, feed right. the okay. children in. He's like basically a, a giant, um, a bull-headed man chimney, <laughs> into which you drop children down into the fire that's in his crutch. Yeah, and and um, this is uh, this is meant to be good for people. This description, religion, yeah. this description I've just described, um, yeah. doesn't um, match what we see on screen, does it? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the BBC actually went? Um, well, maybe not. <laughs> do you think um, this? Do you think this Moloch had balls of fire? I don't think so. Somehow, <laughs> I wish I had thought of the balls of yeah. fire thing. Oh dear. All right. Okay. So, all right. The first time Moloch makes his presence known. Is yes. when I think it's Chesel, it's Pooler and Chesel, isn't it? But I think it's Chesel. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to bluff it out with Gross and the other bloke. I've forgotten yes. what the other bloke's name is. Uh, the Weasley looking one. Yeah. Let's call him Weasley. Weasel, right? yeah. Weasel. Ben Weasley, yeah. Ben Weasley, yeah. Um, she's trying to bluff it out with Gross and Weasel that that blip she monitored was just a meteor. A meteor. They do come from time to time, some of them quite large. They're of no consequence. So you erase the record of them? Yes. Whenever they slip through? Yes. Even though they fire a gravity deflection thrust and slip back out again, hmm? And where did this meteor land? In the desert region. How very convenient. Convenient or not, that's what happened. She lies. She must suffer. I'm telling you the truth. Give her to your men. Right, Victor, see to it. God. They're not taking that one bit, are they? No. They're not that no. stupid. Because the meteor fired a gravity deflection thrust. Yeah. That's a bit of a mouthful for gross, isn't it? It is, yeah. Have we had one of them before? What, a gravity deflection thrust? Yeah. Have we ever... Well, we've not heard that that's how the Liberator operates, have we? Well, it does now. Yeah. According, well. according to Ben Steed. Yes. Yeah. He would yeah. know, wouldn't he? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, yeah, she, and she's still sticking to her story, yes. you know, about it. When Moloch... Out yeah. of nowhere, speaks. Weird, creepy Moloch, yeah. Now, right. I, I like his voice. Right? Yeah, I, I, I like Deep Roy. Yeah. I, I do like his voice. And you can tell it's him straight away. Yeah, yeah. And they've done some sort of echo effect to yeah. it, haven't they? They've treated it. When he says, she lies, she must suffer. Yeah. Well, his when you think about it, Moloch himself is, is in a wheelie bin at this point, isn't he? So mm, mm. it would be an echo. Yes, yeah. It, I, I love his accent. Yeah, I love his I pronunciation of the words all the way through this. And, as I say, the voice has been tweaked slightly, you know? Um, yeah. and, and we get this fisheye lens of a close-up of Chesel, if that's who it is. I mean, presumably that's Moloch's point of view, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's meant to be. He's obviously monitoring people isn't it? i don't know whether that's meant to be his vision or that he's looking through a, a crummy camera or something yeah yeah i'll I tell you what would have been nice if if there had been a painting on the wall and yeah. know, the, the, <laughs> the eye, eye moves eyes, out, yeah. uh, out of the way <laughs> moloch's behind there <laughs> in, in a cavity good. in the wall that would have been quite good yeah, yeah. So, because, so because you're right the, the voice moloch when you don't see him and I, I have a slight change of view later on, which we'll get to about seeing him. But when you don't see him, the voice is quite impressive. Mm. And this fisheye lens as well. Yes, yeah. bit Dalek-like, I thought, as well. Yeah, yeah, very, very sort of, you can, you can imagine something like that, a creature like that doing it. Yeah, and, and, and quite nice, all very enjoyable so far, um, but then spoilt by the whole give her to your men yes, yeah. line. You know. Ben Steedism creeps well, in. Well, Ben, 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 Ben. All right, so next thing, we've got to fast forward to Gross's mutiny. Yes. Um, he's, he's just been demonstrating to Servalan how this uh, duplication machine works. Very impressive. Oh, it is. Don't doubt it. Every fact, every detail there is to know about that weapon is now recorded, right down to the molecular structure and the disposition of the particles. So you have a very efficient particle scan. Oh, that's not all. Now that the computer has the pattern, it can produce an endless stream of them, or anything else that you program into it. 
How? Energy mass transmuter. Takes ordinary planetary matter, usually rock, and converts it into energy. The computer then restructures it into matter of every kind. Precious stones. Gems, crystals, anything you like, so long as you've got the original pattern to work from. And how did you discover all this? Me? I didn't. No, it was Colonel Astrid. I merely subdued the natives. It didn't take too much. They relied too heavily on that energy field of theirs. Though, give them their due, the only way you can find this planet is by crashing into it. No, it was Astrid uh, who saw the value of this stuff. And Astrid who designed Moloch to look after it. Moloch? Master computer. Sees all, hears all, and occasionally says something. Servalan's totally misjudged this situation, hasn't she? See, yeah, she, she's. Yeah. It's, I, I, I quite enjoyed that the first time around. That, that she's ex- sort of expecting them to respect her authority, mm. and they don't at they all. They don't at all. She, yeah, she's badly miscalculated. Yeah, yeah. this scene in in the duplication room, this computer center thing. I like how you know Moloch's there, isn't he? He's yeah. under. He's, he's yeah, under he's. That. He's, he's in that cloche, dome. Yeah. He's under their cloche. He's, he's there the whole time. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently it was already there. All this technology was all, already there when Colonel Astrid and the others arrived. Yeah, yeah this is a previous civilization that's, uh, that's created all this and then basically got lazy, didn't they? And... Mm, mm. So these Sardoans, right, have this yes. technology. They, they live on a planet that is shielded. Right, so nobody knows it's there. It's a bit like Skull Island, isn't it? You know, we've yes, got clouds yeah. all the way around it, and nobody knows it's there. They 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 are an an exclusive race. They stay on their yeah. planet. They're very technologically They're advanced. xenophobes, aren't they? Really, they're... basically, yeah. yeah. Did didn't we uh, wonder um, during the gross episode whether Pula and Chesel yes. are Sardones or not? Yeah, are they are they the original? or descendants of the original inhabitants. They don't seem to know much about where they are. So I don't, I don't know. Perhaps I don't were, know. Perhaps they were brought up, brought here by uh, the the Crimos. Mm. Because when you see Servaland's ship landed and all that, I yep. mean, the, the, the base is technologically advanced. You know, this, this duplication unit that they've got is, is advanced. But, yeah, you don't see anything in the likes of uh, anybody there that looks like they could actually operate it. Um, because it seems that all that was there, the machine was there, you've got your two microwaves either side of the cloche, haven't you? Yep. You know, everything like that was already there. But Gross says it was Colonel Astrid who designed Moloch to look after it, right? Um, and that Moloch is a master computer. He sees all and hears all. Do do you think Gross actually believes Moloch is just a computer? He doesn't know there's this creature um, in that in that dome, does he? No, I think I think he he thinks it's just computer because if he knew that Moloch was living in the dome, he wouldn't be able to leave it be, would he? He wouldn't. They're not the sort of people to just let let Moloch. If they thought Moloch was uh, alive, they wouldn't. They would they would have found him and poked mm. him with sticks and things. Um, yeah, I think he thinks it's just the computer. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing living can be duplicated. Um, yeah. um, they don't. They don't have a life support to carry them through the trauma of duplication. And uh, Gross is going to find a pilot, um, scan him, and then Moloch will then sift the skills and experience and program them into the ship's computer. Yes. Yeah. Does do you think the when they say they you can't duplicate living matter, and the the the, the 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 trauma of going through it is too much. Is that so? Do both the duplicate dies and the original? No, no, no. I kill I, the original? No, think? I I think that mouse was still in the right hand microwave. Yeah. You know, it's the duplicate. It's just dies. left it because no one takes it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. And and then Gross has also said there's tons of these microwaves all yes, over the yeah. planet. And big they? ones. There's like house size ones and they're building ships and things so. well yeah i mean he's already scanned serverland's yeah. turd ship hasn't yeah hasn't he you know he must be gutted that like that's the ship that turns up that he's got a basis fleet on mm, yeah a big turd yeah. yes yeah um serverland tries bluffing it out she reckons that colonel astrid you know had sent her a message to say that he he was seriously worried about, you know, Gross and his men and everything like this, and that she left word at her HQ. Um, but he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe no. it at all. He's perfectly all right. Healthy, well-nourished. 
There's just no contact, that's all. No sensory perception. It just floats there in a dark, lonely nothingness. Why? He went berserk. Tried to smash up the computer. Seemed reasonable to let the computer think up a punishment for him. And that's what Moloch came up with. Perhaps we'll ask him to suggest something for you. Give up to your men. Well, it seems you've outstayed your welcome. You'll suffer for this, Gross. Um, and, and then she's shown Astrid, Colonel Astrid. Yeah, in his back-to-tank. It is, it is a back-to-tank, yeah, isn't it? it? Yeah. Do you think they deliberately copied that? I, this I is after must... Empire Strikes Back, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon so. Because mm. mm. so, it's too close, isn't it? It's, it is. Even the way he hangs there in his underpants. In the nappy. In the yeah. Big, yeah, Luke Skywalker had a nappy like that as well. Yeah. What do you think? Did, did we talk about it? What do you think of this effect of Astrid? I think it's all right. I mean, the the only the only thing that doesn't work is that it's obviously a green screened in, mm. and that never looks right. But the actual the the dummy in that is yeah, it's quite nice. It's quite creepy. Do you think because it's green screened in, that means maybe it was only like action oh, man yeah. sized I, or something like that? Yeah, I think it was action man sized. Mm. Could mm. have actually been an action man. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, it's much smaller than it is. There's not a lot of detail on the face and that is if you look at it it's not it's definitely not full size i don't think it's quite creepy i think if i was a small child watching that i would have found that a bit freakish well this whole episode is creepy isn't it i Mm. think it you know if you get past the 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 horrible bits and at least in this one you're not really meant to side with the horrible people Mm. uh, i think it sort of works as a everything's creepy and isn't it? Mm, mm. And Servalan turns around and she goes, yeah. why? And uh, it seems that Astrid went berserk. He tried to destroy the computer, i.e. Moloch. Yeah. And this is what Moloch decided to punish him with. That's a so good idea. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think Astrid knew that he was alive? Yeah. Or? Well, well, we're, we're going to find out just how Moloch came into being. And it was Astrid yeah. that, that took... The Sardoans had already yeah. done this computer projection, hadn't they? Of, yes. Of yeah. what they will become in two million years. It's meant to be the ultimate evolutionary creature or something. Yes, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- Avon says later that someone was stupid yeah. enough to put it, uh, scan that and put it onto yeah. one of those cards. So, so when Gross says Astrid created Moloch, was it Astrid that decided to get this computer projection and put it on a card. I wonder why a Federation colonel would actually think about doing such things. But that's what he did. Presumably it was him who who got this information, put it on a card, put the card through the machine, got Moloch, and what, upon seeing Moloch, decided to kill it? Well, you you might do, yeah. I mean, so... This this is where it gets a little bit confusing, isn't it? So you can't... It's a duplicator, but it's also a, a replicator creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't duplicate real life, but you can scan or have a, a program a that is real life. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the difference. No, no. Um, oh, we'll talk some more when we, yeah. when we get to that scene, all yeah. right? But I've got a feeling that... Maybe Astrid did create it. Moloch, oh, you're Moloch, are you? There's yeah. a missing story where Astrid is talking to Moloch. But at some point, he he realizes he's created a monster. That yeah. It might be two million years more advanced than the Sardones are now, mm. but it's evil, you know? I can't, I can't remember because I didn't watch the beginning bit again. Is Astrid a criminal or is he a... He's just a, a colonel a, of that yeah. fleet. So, So I wonder if he created Moloch did he even know he was doing it or was he just randomly putting all the cards he had it's like a viewfinder oh. for the collection <laughs> just put each card in see what it is and and this weird little creature Man. popped out um, but it would it be nice if the sort of the backstory is that he thought this creature was sort of silver tongued and and taking them along and saying and then Astrid found out that he, he yes. was a horrible thing and because he's still a a federation officer it's a it's too much for him so he tried to kill him it could be that yeah. astrid is old school federation yeah yeah you know like we've seen we've seen so many of them the the slightly older officers that still have a uh you know a, a, a basis of 
of uh, morals. Yeah, because you can't tell from the action man how old he is. No, really. <laughs> it yeah. could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, but yeah, this 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 two million years in the future person yeah. is isn't really an, an enlightened being because you know his punishment was to put Astrid in the back to tank, and his punishment for Serverland is again the giver to your men. Um, yeah, so so because. If the computer program that you can understand that they could say, uh, you know, given evolutionary sort of impacts, this is what the the feet the 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 creature would look like. But that has nothing to do with his personality. So was his personality some way connected to the criminals? Mm. I don't. There's so much going on here that could have been fleshed out. Better. Yes, 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 yeah. Um, all right, well, we've got to move ahead to Avon and Dana um, yes, yeah. um, being mysteriously let into the computer control room. They've arrived. Orak has told them precisely where the center of the computer hub is. It's in that room. They approach the door. The door opens. It's Moloch letting them in because we find yeah. out later that Moloch wants them there. Yeah, and, he wants the Liberator, doesn't he? Yes. Everyone wants the Liberator. Yeah. You have mentioned many, many times on this show about how Avon's got one of these doesn't have to back it up boasts. Yeah. Because he says it here. He says, if this room is what it, what I think it is, it's incredible. Yeah, but he doesn't say what he thinks it is. That's, that's what I was... Why yeah. can't Dana go, oh, yeah, what do you think it is? Then? Yeah, what's that then? Call him out on it, yeah. you know? Anybody can say that, yeah. you know? Yeah, so they find the dead mouse, don't they, in the yeah. in, in the left-hand... Oh, no, it's on top of the left-hand microwave. And uh, Avon plays with a card and gets an apple. Yeah. I've, I've never liked that eating scene where, you know, Dana says, be careful, and he, he just stares at her and takes a bite out of the apple. I don't know why, I just it never been, really liked it. It would have been it. funny if it had been poisonous. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He puts another card in the right-hand microwave and gets a photo of Tarrant, doesn't he? A, yes. A photo of Tarrant, just before he's shot with their scanner gun. Um, and he goes to put the card in the other microwave, but then pauses and looks at the dead mouse, right? Yeah. So this this also this feeds back to what I was saying earlier. So they've scanned Tarrant. Yes. They can now duplicate Tarrant. They can. Yeah. So how is that any different to scanning the mouse and duplicating it at the same time. Now, what they're doing is you scan Tarrant, you put the card just like Avon did in the right-hand yeah. microwave, the computer scans it, Moloch then sifts out the knowledge and the experience. So yeah. you don't you don't go to the final stage, which is oh, to, right. to okay. press the button on the left-hand microwave. But that's what my next question was going to be. What do you think would have happened if Avon had pressed the button on the left-hand microwave. You would have had a dead Tarrant. who would definitely yeah. be dead because he'd be inside that microwave, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, he wouldn't have fit. <laughs> that he would have been interesting. Or he would have come out sort of like Brundlefly. He would have been yeah. like merged with oh, the microwave Can you imagine a, a little weirdy Moloch body with Tarrant's head and perm <laughs> stuck? You know in um, the other episode where it's the head cut through the cardboard wall in the fish yes, tank? Yes, They could have done it like that with Tarrant. <laughs> That would have been funny. I've just got a mental image yeah. of the Moloch puppet with a perm now. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's got yeah. the he's got the seventies porn tash, so <laughs> he certainly has. Yeah. Um, Dana finds Astrid um, yeah. in his back to tank, and he's being kept alive. This is some clumsy exposition now. Um, well, we're, we're rapidly approaching the end of the episode. They've got to get the plot out, haven't they? They've wasted so much time. Everything that's happening now, I think, is in the last ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. quite incredible. Um, yeah, he he says there's no sensory perception, right? Yeah, he's got a pulse. There's no sensory perception. I don't know how he knows that. How he knows that? Did he? Yeah, wave his hand in front of it, and the eyes yeah, didn't yeah. move or something. Yeah, but that's I just he, imagine Avon shouting him. at it. Yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, you. Yeah, yeah, and he says he's just a brain floating in lukewarm water. Yeah, right. I quite like that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's not bad. And he he says he doesn't need his senses as he's in a totally efficient life support system, and then has a think. Let me think about this. Close him down. These people have built a machine that will give them everything they need at the touch of a button. They've still got to control it all. The computer controls it. They don't need to do anything. And in evolutionary terms, what you don't need, you lose. Yes, but it's all physical. Somebody has to press the buttons. Now they do. I'm not talking about now. I don't follow. 
Orak told us that the Sardoans had made a detailed computer projection into their future. Oh, yes, they wanted to see what their race would be like in two million years' time. Right. Now, supposing they put that computer projection onto a card like this and then put it into one of those machines. The card simply carries information. It can be a particle scan from a real object or a computer projection. The machine doesn't mind. Either way, it will deliver the goods. Yes, but not a life, surely. With a heart and nervous system, it'd all be too delicate. It will if the program carries a built-in life support system, a machine to do the work of the organs. Like his? No. That's where the theory breaks down. He's far too vulnerable. In order to evolve and to survive for two million years, he would have to be in control of his environment. He would have to be at the very center of a sophisticated technical complex, which... If Orak has got his sums right, he's not there. But seven meters due west of the entrance, or to be precise in that thing there. And I like this bit coming up. I like Paul Darrow's uh, acting here. He says, The Sardoans have a machine that gives them everything at the touch of a button controlled by the computer. But the next bit is exhibition, because he says... They don't need to do it, and in evolutionary terms, what you don't need, you lose. He's setting us up for Moloch, isn't he? Yes. You yeah. know? They're, they're late in the day trying to hammer in some uh, evolutionary theory, aren't they? Yeah, because Orak has already said that the Sardones did exhaustive computer predictions into their future um, to find out you know, what their race would be like in two million years' time. And he goes, what if they put the prediction onto a card? The computer will deliver the goods... Um, it will deliver a living creature if, if, here we go, setting up again, if the computer projection carries a built-in life support system. This bit I don't understand. So, no. so you, you, you have an evolutionary model of what your species will be like in two million years' time. And also you've got to program in a life support, an artificial life support system onto that prediction before you put it into the machine. Yeah, because he's not saying that, the life support is needed because, for some reason, e- you know, evolutionary, you've gone to a creature that can't live without it because that would be mad. So uh, is this any living creature needs a, a life support? So when Moloch was created, did Astrid create the life support at the same time? I well, my my, see, that seems a bit advanced for a colonel yeah. in, in the, yeah. on a Federation flagship. It sounds more like the Sardoans did the prediction, realised that actually they already know you can't send anything living through the... Yeah. Oh, so they, in the programme itself they put... A, they programmed it. Yeah. And, and when he put it through, presumably into bigger microwaves than the ones we've got in this room, the Moloch that comes out, that dome thing, the cloche thing that he's in, is his life support system. So the, yeah. the, the duplicator, the replicator, created Moloch in that thing right so that's the, the the dome thing this davros dome thing that comes open right is his life support system in which case moloch is meant to be intelligent but he's just heard avon say all this and he doesn't go hang on a minute you know yeah <laughs> i it, can't ever leave this dome thing it also um sort of brings up a, a question on the teleport later on when he does teleport up as to why it didn't take the life support. Because he's obviously connected to it somehow. He's probably yes. not just sat under there. So why didn't the teleport teleport up the life support as well? Mm, mm. Because it teleports people's clothes, and if they're holding a suitcase, it teleports that. And there was another story, wasn't there, where something went up? I can't remember what it was. And it's like, oh, so you can teleport things other than people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes. Um, and... You know, Avon goes, and that means that the being must be at the centre of a sophisticated technical complex, which is over there and points yeah. at the dome, doesn't he? And that's when yes. Gross comes in. Um, and Avon fans his communicator. We don't very often see Avon fan his no, no, communicator, he, but he does here. He does do it occasionally, yeah. It's always nice to see. Mm. Um, being a trooper now, as I am, I noticed yep. this time that the, the guards don't wear gloves. No, no, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't. They might, they might have lost them, or it might have been a bit warm. Or mm. So we have this rubbish bit of rough and tumble next, um, with one of those things I don't like, when um, Gross very lightly taps Paul Darrow on the back yeah. of the neck, and he goes, oh, and uh, he's in a lot of pain. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of understand that on BBC shows, because 
they're actors, aren't they? Yeah. They're not going to be able to whack each other particularly uh, well. No, no. All right, so that's that bit. We've got to fast forward past Tarrant doing his look upwards. in. Uh, yes, a bit uh, of look up acting, yeah. Yes, in the open air this time when he's talking to Villa. Um, to Avon being threatened by torture. It isn't the information we want as such. It's the fun of extracting it. We can be very crude like that, can't we, Lecter? Oh, crude, yeah. Crude as they come. For instance, we could put you through the particle scanner and get the computer to tell us everything. But there's no fun in that. There's something satisfying about a good old-fashioned interrogation. That's a convincing argument, but it does have a flaw. Go on. If interrogation was simply a way of satisfying your sadistic whims, you would cut the chat and get on with the torture. We will. Don't worry. You see, I happen to know that you put Tarrant through the particle scanner. All the answers, why we came here, what we came for, how we arrived on the planet, everything you want to know could easily be deduced from information that you already have. Yes, that information is there if we care to sift through it and analyse. Why don't you ask your computer? Because we're asking you. Or is it because the computer won't tell you? You are interrogating the wrong subject. You should be asking your computer why it has chosen to withhold information. It hasn't chosen to do anything. I told you, it needs to be sifted and analysed. A computer should be able to do that in microseconds. Lecter! That man has an injured wrist. He seems to have got over the initial discomfort. Right. And Avon says, well, you know, just get on with it. Um... And Gross says all the information they need is on Tarrant's card. All they have to do is sift it. The computer's got it. All they've got to do is sift it. And um, and Avon's guessed rightly that Moloch doesn't want to give up the information. He says, you know, ask your computer to do it. He can do it in microseconds, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, Avon knows something's up now, doesn't he? Yeah, Avon, being the clever clogs he is, has twigged it all. Yeah, <laughs> and he's being tortured on this wrist of his, um, yeah. and uh, and Dana gives up because she can't bear to see him being hurt anymore. Yeah, and getting a Chinese burn. Yeah, yeah and she, and she tells Gross that they're from the Liberator, and Gross goes Liberator. That's Blake's ship, and I like Avon's. He liked to think so. Yeah, um, that sounds too good to, for me. That sounds more like a Chris Boucher line. Yeah, than a Ben yeah. Steed, or yeah. even a Paul Darrow or something like that. That's. I, yeah, we said this before. We'd love to see the original story outlines mm. and how much of the original stories end up mm. on yeah. screen. Yeah. Well, in comes Tarrant and Co. And uh, yeah, we've only got minutes now before the end of the yeah. show. So of course uh, they're swiftly dispatched. You know, uh, Doran. Uh, yeah. Doran. Yes, D- yeah, it's Doran and Chesel. Um, uh, 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 um, oh no, no. You, we get we get the guards killed first, don't we? Yeah. And then. Um, and and uh, because they Doran's, run out. They, yeah, yeah, they they yeah. run out and yeah. and just get elect- electrocuted yeah. by a light bulb coming on. It's you just think, what's the point of them? Yes, the, yeah. This is this is definitely we've only got three minutes left in a program. Yeah, we've got to wrap everything up. Yeah, and it's Do- a shame because we get so much filler at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, no, th- this could have been done a lot better because yeah. you know Doran kills um, two guards, Tarrant shoots Gross. Yeah, um, Doran and Chesel are electrocuted when they step outside the room. I don't know why. Just close the door, you know. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me of um, uh, Eric Saywood's style of script writing in sort of 1980s Doctor Who, where he'd set up all these characters. I have no idea what to do with them, and then just kill them all off. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bracelet on top of the microwave is blasted. Yeah. And and uh, the door closes, and Avon tells Tarrant to get away from the dome. Who are you? I am Mulok. Yes, that is how I reasoned you would look. For a man of your era, you have uncommon powers of deduction, Avon. He knows you. I know each one of you. What is it? A man from our future. Someone was stupid enough to take a computer prediction and turn it into reality. Colonel Astrid, he caused my being, then tried to destroy me. What do you want with us? The Liberator. A perfect vehicle to which to express myself. Soblin was merely the bait to bring you here. No, Dana. There's nothing any one of you can do. The Liberator is mine. Callie will never take you aboard. Never. She will, Tarrant. She will. 
She will. She will. She will. Callie, this is Tarrant. Not before time. Ready for teleport. And it's at that point, up swings the dome. As I say, it reminded me an awful lot. You said about Eric Saywood. Yeah. Uh, that was an Eric Saywood story where you had Davros um, yeah. in, inside a dome thing, didn't you? And, That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and there's Moloch. Yes. So, right, what do you think of Moloch? Do you, do you know what? I, he gets a lot of stick, does old Moloch. And I don't think he's that bad. I think for this era of BBC, it's not a bad puppet. It's very well yeah. executed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's. It doesn't. It doesn't give you the the reaction that you probably want. No. But I think it's well done. Yeah. Right now. Right. I, I thought we might disagree on this more because I like Moloch. Yeah. I've always liked Moloch. I I, I don't even mind the little puppetry Kermit arms movement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the fact that Deep Roy, who's operating it, isn't exactly moving the mouth to his. No. Uh, uh, so was words. was Deep Roy actually operating it? Uh, I'm coming to that oh, in a minute, right? Oh. Right. right. Um, I don't mind him. I yeah. don't mind it. No, I, th I think he's all right. He's... I think the biggest problem with Moloch is what we've said about before on this show, in that sometimes when you have harsh, bright lighting, yeah, you know, it doesn't do a set or a creature or whatever uh, any favors whatsoever. No, um, this this style of reveal and creature and and puppet acting. Um, can't be done on the multi-camera setup that the BBC no, was using no. at the time. It needed close, sort of, you know, close in shot, dark, yep. smoky, well, yeah, not not just sat in the studio floor in bright lights. Well, I'm just... I, have you got Facebook open? I haven't, no. Or, or, or Messenger or anything like that, no? Okay, I was, I'll was i save it for the Facebook page because oh, I was... Is it, you got a photo? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I've just sent it to you now, so you'll see it mm. after, after the thing, all right? But I what I did was I took a screenshot of Moloch and I turned it in, into black and white and then I turned yeah. the, the uh, lighting down. And if you do that... Oh, yeah. yeah, I just... I just oh, you've got Facebook. it. Yeah, it it looks really like good. something. It looks like something from the Razorhead. It looks like yeah. a David Lynch creation if you yeah. do it that way. But that's the thing. If if you if you watch a Razorhead, the puppets in it are no better. It's just the way they're filmed. Yes, yeah. That makes them creepy and unnerving. And it, it is an unnerving design. Mm. It reminds me. I mean, I don't know whether it was meant to like have um, Einstein's hair or whether they thought that was the. Yeah, it's intelligent. It's yeah. it's enlightened. Therefore, it looks like Einstein. Same as yeah. Yoda, wasn't it? They used yes. a photo of Yoda, yeah. didn't they? Um, Einstein for Yoda. But no, I, I've always liked him. I mean, that's why he's my ID on my other Blake Seven Facebook page. Yeah. That's that's my ID photo. Okay. Oh, I, th it, I thought it was a photo of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So I I don't mind him. I don't mind him at all. I, I, and he is an accomplished puppet. He, he, yeah. he, he's done very well. I'd like to know who, who sculpted him. Yeah, I would like to know, because he's well sculpted and he's well cast. And he's, mm. he moves okay. The latex moves okay. Like I say, if it is Deep Roy doing the puppetry, he doesn't really move the mouth enough or to match it. No, no. That's and the where arms were a mistake. Yeah, yeah the, the Kermit, Kermit arm, yeah. arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I've always liked him. I can understand where people are coming yeah. from that don't like it, but this is space fantasy, Blake said. Yeah. You know, this is proper space fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I like you say, he's got a porn moustache as yeah. well, you know. Uh, well, I don't know. It could be a moustache. It could just he's got very hairy nostrils. Oh, yes, yes, true, know. true. And I like the way he's got my hairline. That's my hairline yeah. these days. So I'm not Eric Moore. I'm more Eric Moloch than yeah, Eric Moore now. Yeah. Well, you, you always wanted to look like a TV star. So. Yes. And um, who are you, they go. And he goes, I yeah. am Moloch. Again, I like his accent. And Yeah, uh, I like Deep Roy. Yeah, I like Avon's boastful. Yes, that is how I reasoned you would look. Yeah, uh, of which course, again, Avon. Of course, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's that's like Avon's most classic. Uh, no one brings him up on it. No, oh, you didn't no. tell anyone, did you? It's the equivalent of I knew you were going to say yeah. that. You yeah. know, um, yeah, he's a man from our future who who wants the liberator. Yeah, um, I like Deep Roy's Servlan. He calls her Servlan. He doesn't call her Servlan. He calls her Servlan. Servlan yeah. was just the bait to bring you here. 
I don't understand that, right? So Moloch is behind all this. He set this all up so hmm. Serverland will go there. But she Just turned assuming, up after him, though, didn't she? Well, after who? Roughly. Well, if, if Serverland's the bait to get the Liberator there, didn't, didn't she turn up after the Liberator arrived? Well, Mo, in some way, Moloch has, has you, you know, instructed yeah. Gross to send a message to Serverland. So Serverland knows that that fleet is there. She goes there. The Liberator follows Serverland through that cloud yeah. thing. Oh, right? yes, that's right. Right? Yeah. So, but how did Moloch know the Liberator would follow Serverland? She's the bait to bring yeah. them there. That don't make... That, 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 what? That so makes, what would have happened if the Liberator hadn't have turned up? Well, presumably, um, you know, Gross kills Serverland, yeah. gets a fleet of the turd ships... Yeah, and, I suppose he's... And you've he, got President Gross now, yeah. haven't you? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I d yeah. yeah. Anyway, Why didn't no one go back for this machinery afterwards? Yeah, it's only going through that cloud, isn't it? Um, yeah. Nothing any of you can do, he goes, yeah. um, as his Kermit arms move with a massive bracelet. That bru bracelet on his arm looks Aww. massive. He, he can wear it around his, his waist. Belt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, she will, Tarrant. I like the splicing. Um, you know, it starts with Deep Roy saying, she will, she will. And at some point, and the join is almost imper imperceptible, um, Stephen Pace's voice takes over. I really like the way the yeah. two, two uh, voices are blended together like that. Um, so that he, he, she will, she will. They're talking about Callie, of course. Callie will bring me up. Yeah. She will, she will. The dome closes and up he goes. Um, yeah. Avon reckons he's made a mistake, Right. And up on the Liberator, there he is dead. So he has, for, for some reason, he hasn't worked out that this machine that he's living inside is the thing that he needs to keep him alive. Yeah. Or, based on all the previous episodes, he thought that it would transport up with him. Hmm. Mm. He, he was as shocked as anyone. There's obviously, they, they were going to presumably do more with him and the puppet. Because mm. it, it's it's very weirdly cut, isn't it? This mm. you don't you just see reactions of people. Well, you see, Callie yeah. look, look look all shocked. Yeah. Um, well, a little naked hairy man is just yes, appeared just... in front of us, <laughs> and you're expecting Tarrant. Yeah. <laughs> and you get that instead. Um, I don't know because I thought you know you can create a living thing with these things as long as it's got a life support yep. system to take you through the tra trauma of replication. Yeah, but, but once you're replicated... You don't need the life support yeah. system anymore. Presumably, that's what Moloch yeah. thought, but yeah. presumably not. It's, mm. um, it's a little bit confused. Poor yeah. Ben. Mm. He, again, it's very brightly lit, but he looks quite creepy when you just see him lying on the yeah. floor like that. Yeah, he, look, he looks quite sad and pathetic, doesn't he? He's... What do you think they did with him? Yeah. I I'd love to know what happened to the puppet. Or do, do you mean they're... the, no, you no, the him. crew? I imagine think... a Avon ha... probably teleported him out into space or something. Not have him for dinner? Oof, well, it's a bit bony. Not much meat on him. <laughs> I, I, I say that for something that's coming up in a minute, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah, I would like to know what happened to it. Um, but, of course, it's latex or it's foam, yeah, so it's it, it, be... it could uh, deteriorate, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah it's going to be wrecked, isn't it? Yeah. And Colonel Astrid should be okay once the Sardoans get him out of his bath. But wouldn't he just then call the Federation for help? Yeah. So, so A, the Sardoans, where are they? Mm. So, B, they would feel happy enough to get him out of his bath and let him live. But wasn't he the one that subjugated him to start with before yes. Gross took control? Yeah. And then, yeah, if all that happens, you're right. You've now got a still a Federation officer with a massive fleet of ships. Yes, yeah, and and and, and amazing and of, technology, yeah, and a way of communicating with Serverland because yeah. Gross sent a message to Serverland, so Astrid can say, "Oi, come back! You can have all these ships that Gross yeah. uh, did. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. She Maybe." Done. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is one of those episodes that probably would have benefited from the everything explodes at the end. Yes, stories yes. because at least it would have covered, you know, it would have covered why they couldn't do it, or you know, Avon making some line about with uh, without uh, Moloch the equipment's useless or something. 
Yeah, that would have been a good line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's how it ends. Um, um, very off, suddenly. Yeah. yeah, very suddenly. Yeah, the end is is quite yeah. dreadfully rushed, isn't it? It is. All right. So, right. <clears throat> Behind the scenes. All right. Behind yep. the scenes on this one. First off, Betchworth Quarry um, makes another appearance. Um, now, just then, I said, do you think they would have ate him for dinner? Yeah. Right. And the reason I, I said that is from um, a quote from Ver Lorimer, all right? Yeah. Which I've written down here, okay, and, and I'll read you. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Right, here he goes. This is what he says. I think the worst thing we ever did was in Moloch. The puppet looked like a Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> right? Where the, what the sell sort of Kentucky Fried Chickens did he have? Well, <laughs> I'll take that back. You know what? Get I'm your thinking. money back on that. You know, I'm thinking, if, if you wander around London, you've got Kentucky Fried Chickens, yeah. but then you've got these dodgy, cheap ones, where, yeah. where, which is Texas Fried Chicken and things like yeah. that. So maybe Ver Lorimer's just been to the cheap yeah. ones. Unless he meant that it looks like Colonel Sanders. He's got white ah, hair and a little beard. He's talking, yeah. about the, yeah. right, he's talking about the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy. Yes. Not right, that would make more sense. That does make more sense. Yeah. Ah, all right, okay, all right, so, right, all right, um, <laughs> okay, all right, so, um, the puppy looked like a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Deep Roy, who had recently been injured on location, had to be shoved up a steel tube Ooh. to position himself in the puppet's head. I do not believe that. There's no way mm. he was wearing that outfit. He was no. operating it. He had that's... his hand up its neck. Yeah, that's a classic uh, Kermit. Uh, thumb and fingers movement when he speaks, isn't it's it? It's a Muppet. It's a, yeah. it, it is a glorified Muppet, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Deep yeah, Roy. That's not his head. That's 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 either, that's either misremembering or. Yeah. Deep Deep Roy is in that cloche. He's in that yeah. thing just underneath with his, you know, hand up Moloch's Jacksey yeah. Uh, yeah. Op operating him. Yes. Um, when he, he's asked, Who are you by Avon? he answers, I am Moloch. Paul's next line was, I knew you would look like that, but he couldn't say it because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Now, when he says, you know, Deep Roy had been injured on location, that injury he's referring to was the location shoot for Terminal, you know, oh, which right. was two stories away. Yeah. As you know, Blake Seven, they did block filming, yeah. didn't they, on location, they did, like yeah. three, three stories at a time. And uh, yeah, in Terminal, um, Deep Roy is one of the links. In, in Terminal, and he got duffed up by Tarrant because Stephen Pacey uh, was trying a bit too hard. Stephen right? Pacey likes to beat up little people. Little people, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, they were laughing so hard because of this <laughs> puppet, right? And here he is. This is Vare's quote again. I'm afraid I got a bit cross because I could see the terrible clock ticking around, and yeah. in the end, we never finished it. Deep Roy was not amused by being on the receiving end of the merriment, and this is Deep Roy's quote now i was in pain on medication and pissed off when they were laughing at the puppet i was doing them a favor they were supposed to do the lines and get me out of there i was in pain for weeks and missed work mm. incl including time bandits he was meant to oh, be right. in time bandits but because of that injury from stephen pacey he uh he missed out on that yeah it is i suppose it is a it's a bit unprofessional isn't it yeah but now, that, that explains a lot though if they were if it was getting towards 10 o'clock that yeah. explains all the rushing. and they had to get it done and yep. a according to Veer uh, Lorimer um, the only way they could get round it because they kept corpsing all the time um, was to shoot them all separately um, yeah. because all they could think of was Kentucky Fried Chicken um, mm. and you'll notice in the show when Avon says yes that's how I reason you would look you don't see him saying it that's a, a dub over something yeah. else. You hear Avon say it, but you're not looking at Paul Darrow when he says it. So they obviously had to take him yeah, off into absolutely. a room and yeah. say, look, read the lines. Don't think about the puppet. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't try and picture it in your head. <laughs> You'll lose it. <laughs> yeah. So that's behind the scenes on the story. Uh, so we've got Deep Roy. Okay. Um, did you know his full name? Um, it's not Deep. It's Gordeep. Oh, I didn't know it, that. Yeah, Gordeep. It means God's light. Or deep. Hmm. Um, this I found quite interesting because I've always thought Deep Roy was quite old, right? Or, or relatively uh, an age when he was doing all the stuff we know him from. But I would imagine it, he would have been in his 30s. But that... 
Well, he's he's still making films now, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's still in the business, and it's because he's not as old as I thought he would uh, be. I mean, he got his start um, in 1970 as a stand-up comic in local clubs. Wow. Yeah. Um, how old do you think he was when he played Moloch? I, I would have said he was sort of 28, 30, something like that. He was 22. 22, oh, right. Younger than I thought. Which makes him practically a teenager when he played yeah. Dr. Sin. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Hmm. So how, so how old would he, he would have been then? 20 or 21 when he played uh, the clute? Yes, yeah. He, he was in only just in his 20s. But he wow. has a face. He looks yeah. older, doesn't well, he? Well, he looks no different now than he no, did No, he then. never does. He yeah. never does. And do you think of Blake Seven when you see him in things like, you know, um, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and things like that? I always I always just think of Doctor Who. I think of oh, him. Even though, even though you don't see his face in Talons Wen Chiang, I, I, that's the role I yeah. associate him with. No, I, I have him as the clute. Yeah. I always think of him as in, in the clute. Um, yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. In oh, fact, God, yeah. where do he you think he winner. is? Yeah. I think he's going to be high. Where do you think? I'll tell you where he is, but you, had, you yeah. try and have a guess first. In the, he, he's, he's in the top ten. Where do you think he is in the top ten? Fourth? Second. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he is actually in second place because he's got a genre tally of uh, – 31 <laughs> right so right now he's second place third place was michael goff okay with 29 wow. and top is 38 still with that tony smart guy who yes. who does stunts yeah. and special who's effects. a bit of a cheat him but yeah, yeah. well if yeah. you get the cheat out of the way deep boy yeah. is now number wow. one uh, i mean okay. when you've when you've got a more prolific career than michael goff yes wow. Yes, yeah. So here we go. Let's see how many of these you've seen him in, because I think some of these things you've seen, but you didn't know yeah, whether didn't he, know he yeah. was in it. In fact, that, that that's a nice little game. Shall we say yes or no that we knew that he was in it? Go on. Right, and we'll see. We'll right. I'm just going to get my something for me to lean on, and we'll go through this. All right. So genre tally thirty-one. The new Avengers. Did you know he was in that? Uh, just about everyone was in the Avengers or the New Avengers, but I couldn't think what episode. I was never a great fan of the New Avengers. No, no, nor was I. Nor was yeah. I. All right. Uh, the next thing was yeah, Talents of Wang Chiang. Yes, you yep, knew he knew was, he was in, in, in it. Yeah. Uh, did you know he was in the Web? Blake Seven's the Web. Uh, I knew he was one of the Decimers, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know he was the Clute. You yeah. know he's Moloch. Uh, you know now he he was a. Uh, uh, a link, a link. I didn't know that, yeah. All right. I thought they were bigger than that. I thought they were just like man size. Yeah, I thought they were man size, yeah. but I don't know. I, I can't say they had to have someone small to make talent look impressive. <laughs> or that's the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the smallest person he could duff yeah. up, or, or yeah. the biggest person he could convincingly duff up. Um, the next thing he was in um, was in The Empire Strikes Back. Was he in Ugnaught? Nope. Oh. What was he? He played Yoda. Really? Oh, when he was walking away yes, from camera or something. Yeah. Yes, I vaguely remember reading that somewhere. Not, not many people know no. that. Yeah, everyone says, you, you, you know, it's old um, Fozzie Bear, isn't it? It's Frank old Oz. Yeah. Frank Oz. Yeah, but no, the, the one scene where you see him walking off and he looks back at Luke and he's got his little torch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is Deep Roy. There is a photo. I've got to try and find it and put it oh, on Oh, that'd be Facebook. interesting to see, yeah. Yeah, you see Deep Roy in the Yoda costume. They just haven't put the mask on him. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, next thing he was in was Flash Gordon. Do you remember him in yes. Flash Gordon? Yeah. yeah, he's the little lizardy man type thing. He's Princess Aura's pet. Yeah. yeah. He, he's got makeup on. He's. I think he's yeah. got black lipstick or something like yeah, that, hasn't something he? Something weird on it. Um, did you know he was in the Dark Crystal? No, didn't know that. No, I didn't. I, I mean, he's down as additional performer. Yeah. Mm. Um, did, <laughs> yeah. Did you know he was in Return of the Jedi? Uh. No, I didn't. I'm trying to think what he would have played. Uh, Ewok, I suppose. No, he's in uh, one of Jabba's band. He's Droopy oh, McCall. Right. You know, that oh, thing right. that looks like yeah. a shaved dog that's playing like a, yeah. a, a, a flute or a clarinet or something. Yeah. Well, that's that's Deep Roy. Wow. Um, he was in Greystoke. No, didn't know that. No, I didn't. All it says is he, he played a primate. Yeah. Right. They made uh, a monkey out of him. Yeah. Uh the never oh, very good. Uh the never ending story. Did you know he was in that? I, do, do you know what? I have to I have to 
uh, sort of um, confess it, I've never seen it. Haven't you? No. It's all right, but it's I, it's very much a product of its time. The Lamal song was enough for me. No, don't remind me, because yeah. when you start thinking of that song, um, it's stuck in your head, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's stuck there, yeah. Cheers, Ian. That's now in Fact, here. Yeah. yeah. Something called Lorca and the Outlaws. Uh, I remember that on VHS. That was like a Star Wars knockoff. Yeah, and, and directed by Roger Christian, the man who, oh, who came up with the idea alien, of, yeah. yeah, an alien, yeah, of, of set dressing with junk. Yeah, yeah. The man who, who came up with the lightsaber. He was the guy who decided to use military weapons adapted and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a couple of... Th- he only directed a couple of things, and that was one of them. Um, I never knew this. He was in Return to Oz. No. He played, no. He played the Tin Man in oh. uh, Return to Oz. I never knew that. Right. Uh, the he next doesn't do one... the voice, though, does he? No, no, no. He's just operating no. it, yeah. yeah. Um, the next one... I... You're a fan of... You're the, a much bigger Doctor Who fan than me, and you know, I, as you know, I went off yeah. Doctor Who uh, at the end of Tom Baker's era. He was in Trial of a Time Lord. Yeah, wasn't right. he? He was he was wearing a teleptile mask as a purple visitor for my, uh, Mind Warp in uh, to go and see Cell or something. Well, I've got down here a Possican delegate. Yes, that's the one. Right. Yeah. Okay, um, Alien from LA. I've never heard of that. Never heard of that one. No. Um, Rising Storm. Never heard of that one. Never heard of that. Sounds That's... like sword and sandals type thing. No, it's a post-apocalyptic film with Zach Gallahan. Oh. You know, the, the the kid from Gremlins. Yeah. Um, then he was in a classy film, Howling Six, The Freaks. Yeah. Right. Um, the Resurrected. He played main monster. In uh, in in <laughs> the resurrected, it's a Dan O'Bannon um, H.P. Lovecraft film. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, then he was in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, where he played a post office clerk. Oh right, I have to mm. rewatch it. I do like that film, but I've uh, not seen it in ages. Mm. Um, he he was in the X Files, the TV show mm-hmm. where, he, where where he played a beggar man. Um, didn't know this. He was in Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Where he played um, General Thade's niece. <laughs> I don't think we'd have recognised him. No, no. Um, the Haunted Mansion. He was the hitchhiking mm. ghost. Mm. Um, and then he starts uh, falling in with um, Tim Burton again. Because we've got, in Big Fish, he was uh, Mr. Soggy Bottom. Yes, I remember him in that. Yeah. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where, you, you know... Yeah. People probably his most visible role. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. of course he played all 165 Oompa Loompas yeah. in that, uh, and then his last um, Tim Burton thing, Corpse Bride, where he played General Bones Apart. All right. Oh, right, the voice of. Yes, and then we've got Star Trek, uh, the very first reboot Star Trek. Keen sir, he is. Oh yes, that's right. Fella. Yeah, with Simon yeah. Pegg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was in that. Then Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Not seen it. He played an Egyptian Don't guard. To, no, yeah. no. Uh, paranormal movie. Uh, he was a demon in that. And then his last two genre things are the next two Star Treks, where he played Kinsa right. in Kinsa, both. Yeah. All right. So, he's, so, I mean, he's done some good stuff, but he has also done some. Yeah. Not so good. But it's a job, I suppose. Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. So that gives him, as I say, if if you're talking wow. actors only, he's he's top dog at the moment. We we wouldn't have guessed that, would we? At no. The of this. No. No. Uh, he's got a Who tally of two and a Star yep. Wars tally of two. Um, that's that, that that's quite a rare that's occurrence fair. to have more yeah. than one Star Wars. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that was that. That's that. Do do you know when we did the gross thing? Were we doing the was it worth it? I don't segment. think we were at that point. I don't think so. Well, I've, we, we've um, just discussed this. It was worth mm, it because if they yeah. hadn't followed Serverlan, Gross would now be in charge with as many ships as he wants and a hidden base, yeah. wouldn't he? E- either any, any other outcome than what we got would have been terrible for either the universe or for our heroes, wouldn't it? It's, mm. So I think, yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. That's our episode over. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, I I quite enjoyed watching a little bit again that I did. Um, I think of the of the th- three Ben Steeds, it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. Or the least you've... icky. 
because yeah, that yeah, yeah, there there are distinct icky bits, but yes, there are but other bits that aren't icky. Yeah. yeah, they're meant to be icky. They, they, these guys, Gross and his men, they are almost crimos, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. You know? I, I, in my brain, they are crimos. That's what I keep referring to them as crimos because I. It makes so much sense that they are, doesn't it? Well, you do get the impression yeah. that Gross just bumped off any decent person that was above him until he yeah. was in charge, and then he would have got rid of any other decent people that wouldn't go along yeah. with what he wanted. So, yeah, yeah, they are practically criminals, aren't they? Yeah. All right, well, that's it for today. So mm-hmm. uh, so, so next time, as I say, we're still holding off um, going to season four until we've got done, we're done with season two and season three. So next time, it's uh, special episode time again. And we're going to have the second of our looks at major characters, and we're going to be discussing Olag Gan, aren't we? Oh, Gan. Olag Gan. Only mm. Gan could follow Moloch. <laughs> and gross. And gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, everyone, um, join us next time for that. Uh, so thank you, Ian. No and, problem. And uh, bye-bye then. Thanks, then. Bye. bye.